If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Uh, I think we're live. Are we live? Mm, I have an ad. I have a, I have a man on his laptop in an advertisement. And oh. we're live. Well, they'll do that. <laughs> Hello, YouTube. Just going to wait for some acknowledgement from the chat. Hello. Yep. Yes, we live. Welcome to Slightly Something mm -hmm. Else. I'm Yahtzee Croshaw. I'm joined by Marty Sleever. Hey, everybody. Who was on last week, and normally I'd be joined by Jack Packard on the off weeks, but uh, he can't make it this week because... Uh... <laughs> Are we allowed to say why? Is it like a HIPAA violation if we say why? <laughs> uh, it's nothing to be concerned about. He's, no. uh, he's done banged himself up a little bit. And, yeah. uh, no, he's fine. That's, and he's fine, but, you know, yeah. he couldn't make it. So uh, we're stuck with you again. Hooray. Yeah, we well, we can talk about the those halcyon days when Jack used to host the show. Oh, I, yes. I, for what, I'm nostalgic for those days. For that is the subject of today's podcast, which you can see right there under the video. Nostalgia-centric mm -hmm. pop culture is never going away. But then you all know that. I think we've all yeah, that beaten that drum frequently enough. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't think we're going to, no one's going to like gasp and then all of a sudden do a spit take when they, when they see that headline. Yeah. Nostalgia-centric pop culture twas ever thus. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, remember Happy Days, the broadcast yeah. in the 70s and set in the 50s. Remember yeah. MASH, broadcast in like some time after the war and went on for longer than the war it depicted. Yeah, absolutely. Back to the Future, talking about the glory days where you can go back in time and kiss your mom. It's a miracle they haven't announced a reboot of that and i know the only reason they haven't is because robert zemeckis has like dug his heels in down uh -huh. to the knees to stop yeah. that from happening and i respect the bugger for that i feel like the second he dies they're yes. gonna announce tom holland and robert downey jr as uh marty mcfly and doc brown quick. the moment he dies quick quick christopher lloyd's still alive oh no <laughs> but not for long quick get on no. it I'm just looking at my I'm just looking at my like YouTube recommendations just for like uh, to mm. illustrate the point here. Uh, very first result, Star Wars. Yep. In this case, a uh, official cinematic trailer for the remake of Star Wars: The Old Republic: Legacy of the mm -hmm. Sith. Oh, it's not a remake, actually. That's the uh, that's the MMO, isn't oh, it? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's the new expansion. Yeah. Yeah, but they are remaking Knights of the Old Republic as well. Yep. Scroll a bit down. There's another Star Wars video. Uh, oh, there's a there's a recommended movies movie poster for Bill and Ted Face the Music. And Look at that. Ghostbusters Afterlife below that. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Shredder's Revenge. <laughs> and oh, this was a new one today. Chippendale Rescue Rangers. Just a yeah. teaser trailer just came out an hour ago, actually. Yeah. So perfect. Yeah, it doesn't matter when we would have done this episode. We would have been able to say an hour ago something yeah. nostalgic came up. Uh, it is like, you know... Kind of fitting, though, because one of the big conversations... I, yeah, I assume you didn't watch the Super Bowl, did you? You don't seem like a Super Bowl guy. No, I'm not into super, superb owls. You're not into superb owls. But uh, one one through line throughout both the ads as well as uh, the halftime show was clearly gearing it towards 
the nostalgia of like 30 to 40 year olds uh commercials featuring like the entire cast of austin powers to the halftime show that had you know like snoop dogg and dr dre and eminem you know reprising songs that were popular in the the mid 90s to early aughts um yeah, so it was very yeah. clear who they were tapping into this is the point i frequently made nostalgic media is always targeted at the 30 to 40 year olds because they're the ones with all the money yeah yeah that's why everything's nostalgic for 20 years ago that's why we're uh, seeing a whole bunch of remakes of stuff from the around early 2000s era of gaming. Yeah, and it feels like when you start to see uh, things being made that tap into the nostalgia of what you grew up with, that's pretty much a, a surefire sign that you're getting old. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. If, if you're nostalgic for any of the stuff, then uh, I, I've, I've got some bad news for you. You should probably sit down. You're the one with the money now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, the society now rests on your back. Enjoy that. Yeah. Oh, no. Can't take that pressure. I I remember Chippendale. Do you remember Chippendale? I'd sadly, so uh, I do. Uh, I feel like the, the, the girl on that show, when I was a child, was like one of my first early crushes, even oh, though she was God. a mouse. Don't, don't yeah. bring in that crowd. No. The, the... <laughs> Did we? I thought we left them behind two weeks ago with Five Nights at Freddy's. <laughs> fucking gadget erotica <laughs> enthusiasts hey i it was a whole it was a wholesome love when i was like five it, right, I, I, it right. never went beyond that yeah well it's that it's the sort of wholesome love that grows into something unseemly when you get a bit older and start awakening sexually isn't it i mean that's what happened with sonic the hedgehog mm -hmm. yeah fuck, fucking <laughs> prince, fuck that fucking slut princess sally acorn running around in just her boots Stirring strained, uncomfortable thoughts in our 12-year-old minds. That was another big trailer on Sunday, was the, the new Sonic the Hedgehog movie, and they heavily featured Tails and Knuckles, everyone's favorite Roll critters. Eyes. See, the advantage yeah. Sonic the Hedgehog and stuff like Resident Evil has is that they've been going on continuously since about 20 years ago, so they'll be able mm -hmm. to, like, cash in nostalgia constantly. I mean, didn't, so, they, didn't they announce the uh, Code Veronica remake recently? Uh, well, they they haven't officially announced what's after Resident Evil 3 remake, but everyone thinks they're skipping Veronica and doing a straight up Resident Evil 4 remake, which at this point seems very strange because that doesn't seem like a game that needs to be remade at all. No, I think what they said. Yeah, they and Sony's doing the same thing. Like they're probably remaking The First Last of Us, which is definitely that that game is only nine years old and runs just fine. You don't you don't need to remake that. But yeah, yeah. Who am I? You, you brought up a good point earlier, though, is to me, I always growing up, I always thought nostalgia was a thing that you had to miss something uh, uh, in order to have a sort of nostalgic wave, like something had to be gone for a while. Uh, whereas now, like things don't leave. <laughs> like we've had a Call yeah. of Duty every year since 2003, 2004, you know, same Assassin's Creed is on a yearly or every other year schedule. Um, we have 10 MCU movies and TV shows a year. Like, can these things ever become nostalgic if they're just constantly present in our life? That's a good point. Playing the nostalgia game requires a certain touch. Mm -hmm. I think Star Wars played it rather effectively up to a point, but recently has sort of lost its ability to play the nostalgia really well. Yeah. Yeah, Star Wars knew sort of when to, how to take like a 10-year hiatus yeah. and then get people like really sort of... Uh, really, really uh, up in a fervor about the next thing. And now that we have, you know, several shows and movies a year, people are kind of over it. I really think the prequels being really bad was 
in retrospect, a really savvy move. Because <laughs> it instantly, f if it was playing on nostalgia for the original movies, but then it also sort of really juxtaposed the goodness of the original movies against the badness of the new ones. Yeah. It really made people much more attached than the original movies than they had been previously. So it was like, it was weaponized wooden acting. Like yeah. They, they, George Lucas knew what he was doing. But now they're overplaying their hand. There's too much Star Wars now. It never ends. We don't and have... people are, there's another, there, again, there's this wave of people who are nostalgic for those prequels, which again, yeah. it's like a mind boggling thing. Cause you're like, this was like, no one liked these. Like how, where, where does this nostalgia come from? I guess, I guess like maybe 10 year olds liked it 20 years ago. And now yeah. those 10 year olds are 30 and they've got all the money. So, Hey, yeah. Now they're in are. the driver's seat. Yeah. I remember uh, a few years ago, I don't know if it was first party or third party, but someone released a controller for the Xbox one that was an exact replica of that original Xbox controller, the Duke, that was so bad that they had to like change the controller, you know, halfway through that original generation. And they released it for like 50 bucks and a bunch of people bought it. And I'm like, this is, they're, they're, they're tapping into the nostalgia of things that were universally hated, which is kind of amazing in my mind. Yeah, it's funny how that works, isn't it? Even something that uh -huh. is universally hated, games, you sort of get nostalgia for the hate. Yeah. And that can get sort of worked into uh, nostalgia media as well in weird ways. Yeah, because it's almost less about the thing itself and more of transporting you back to a time, which is kind of like, isn't that the, the, the root of nostalgia is is a longing for a, a place or a time that you can't have anymore? Well, let's address that. Let's broaden this out a bit. Where exactly does nostalgia come from? Because... Isn't it? Was it the Swiss mercenaries? Was that? I have like a thing in the back of my mind about about Swiss dudes in like the 17th century. I have no idea what you're on about. Okay, I I feel like the term nostalgia came from Swiss mercenaries in like the Hang 17th on. century who were fighting in France and and they missed home so much that that doctors thought it was like an actual ailment. Okay. I'm, um, uh, I'm, it, look, I'm looking it up in the online etymology dictionary. Look at that. Da, 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 da. Nostalgia meaning a morbid longing to return to one's home or native country. Severe mm -hmm. homesickness considered a disease from the Greek mm -hmm. algos, pain, grief or distress, and nostos, homecoming. There you go. Yeah. Those Greeks. Yes, originally in reference to the Swiss and said to be peculiar to them and often fatal. Well, I guess Switzerland must be a really nice place to live then. A fatal? That's pretty, that's like a pretty, pretty intense nostalgia. Uh, I guess. But yeah, now it, it's generally used to mean to uh, a longing to, a longing for times past. And I think often uh -huh. people have nostalgia for the past just because their life, their lives were a lot less complicated. They're not because, you know, the stuff that was coming out was better. Mm -hmm. People often have the perception that the stuff was coming out was better, but uh, you know, it's just because you were too young to be cynical, but old enough to understand the complex plotting in Masters of the Universe. Yeah, you didn't have to worry about about jobs, about rent, about health insurance, about mortgages. You didn't have to worry about any of that. You just had to worry about like the the things you were watching and and playing and listening to. It's a natural thing to feel. I think. Yeah. Uh, it can be harmful when people use it to manipulate you. Yes, I agree. I mean, 
this is conservatism. Like the whole core of conservatism as a political movement is nostalgia. It's this, mm-hmm. it's this referencing uh, that there was some time in the past where everything was fine and we need yep. to go back to that time in the past where mm-hmm. everything was fine that's the argument yeah, yeah. against progress and ultimately yeah. it's it's always a delusion yeah and it's only remembering the good things of the time and not focusing on any of the horrible things for a lot of people of those times yeah i think the modern age might be different in that there is so much shit coming out Mm-hmm. that it's hard to let all the terrible shit that comes out fall into the background of your memory like it used to do. I mean, yeah. you might remember the 80s as being full of really good movies. There was a lot, there was a fuckload of very forgettable ones as well yeah. that you don't remember at all. <laughs> There's still new stuff coming out now that people are going to be nostalgic for in 20 years. I can, I can picture my kids being nostalgic for Bluey in about 20 years' time. Oh my god, I've I've heard so much about Bluey recently. I think Bluey I think Bluey's the new Peppa Pig. Bluey is like this kids TV show that's really uh taking off a storm because yeah. you know, it's got funny bits for the adults as well. And it's like nice wholesome messages for little kids. Good. Is it about dogs? Is Bluey a dog? Yeah, yeah. It's about Great. it's an Australian show about uh, dogs in a family. Mm-hmm. And it's actually set in Brisbane, where I used to live, so it gives me extra nostalgia on top of that. Look at that! Yeah, that's 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 super nostalgia right there. Yeah, I was watching the episode the other day, and I was and I was like, "Look on the river! It's the Brisbane City Cat Ferry. I used to ride that." <laughs> those, those dogs are where I was. How come I never met those yeah. dogs? Point is, there's yeah. always new things coming out that uh, yeah that, that still take the world by storm. Mm-hmm. And like you, like you mentioned earlier, I don't think nostalgia is inherently a good or a bad thing. I think it's like uh, fire. Really, fire isn't inherently good or bad. Fire can be used to, to to warm you, to illuminate, but you can also get lost in the sauce and yeah, burn yeah. yourself. And that's it's not a, good. It's a nice thing to wallow in, but mm-hmm. when it's overdone, it creates what's happened to Star Wars now, where it's basically killed it killed the nostalgia because it's now it's all mired in cynicism yeah which is it's it's funny star wars is a funny example because the original star wars like a new hope uh was very much george lucas being nostalgic for things he grew up with like uh samurai movies and and westerns and and the flash gordon serials whereas now star wars is nostalgic for itself and so you keep they keep digging up Luke Skywalker's corpse and reanimating it and, and deep faking his voice and bringing it back. So yeah. it's going to become like a strange Ouroboros. That's a, that's a dark place to go, isn't it? The, the yeah. deep fakes. That's, yeah. uh, that's a dystopian thing that we're creating, isn't it? The actors suddenly, you don't actually need the fucking actor there. You just can just copy their face. And they can be amusing the Kitty Winks 100 years yep. down the line. That must be a nightmare scenario for an actor. Yeah, I mean, who who knows what any of that's going to be like? I like. I feel like we're just at the tip of the iceberg for that, and you know, twenty, thirty, fifty years from now, that's going stuff's going to get real weird. Yeah, they just sell the face and the voice, and then in ten years' time, they're living in a gutter somewhere, and they look yeah. up to see a movie trailer depicting them. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! And you know, it's a it's a poignant image to end an episode of Black Mirror. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, 
which I'm, I'm pretty sure there have been episodes about nostalgia, Black Mirror and nostalgia and everything. Yeah. Uh, what do you what do you think? How do you feel about? Um, do you think there's good examples of like games or movies or TV that examines the idea of nostalgia? Um, that like has something interesting to say about it? Because like talking about Star Wars, like I feel like the Last Jedi kind of has an interesting take on nostalgia, despite being a part of this giant, you know, corporate machine, which is sort of fueled by its own nostalgia. But um, well, the, yeah, I, have, I haven't watched. I've, I think I've only watched the Force Awakens. I haven't watched the other two. Oh, okay. Trilogy. Okay. But what yeah. I know of the Last Jedi, it sounds like a lot of it was just sort of being contrary for contrariness's sake. Um, I, I think a lot of people see it that way. Yeah, and it, sometimes it can feel that way because they didn't follow through with the ideas. Yeah, yeah. they sort of uh, they sort of like reneged on everything, and then the the third movie that capped off the trilogy just kind of brought everything back to status quo. Right. Yeah. But yeah, that whole the whole idea of the Last Jedi was was a character who said you got to let go of the past and kill it if you have to, mm. which is again funny coming from a corporate Disney thing, which is the last thing Disney's ever going to do is let go of the past. Yes, let go of the past. Look to camera. Let me die, yeah. please. <laughs> let me die. Yeah. Uh, but when we see, uh, I don't know, when it comes to games, it's um, I think it's pretty clear that when you start seeing these. Um, an overabundance or just a, a, a large amount of, of things that hark back to a certain time. It's because the people making the games now grew up with those things, you know, yeah. like 10 years ago when we had the, um, a lot of games like Shovel Knight and, and Meat Boy, you know, these were the creators who grew up on the NES. Whereas now if you're getting a lot of colorful 3d platformers and, and games inspired by the N64 and the PS1, that's um, yeah. Quite yeah. fairly recently, games inspired by Shadow of the Colossus because seem to be a thing at the moment. Yeah, yeah. We talked about how uh, Pray for the Gods, Pathless, um, Solar Ash. Yeah, uh, we're in the nostalgia wave for around the early PS2 era, I'd say. Yeah, yeah. Which, if you know, if if you're going by the whatever fifteen to twenty-five year nostalgia cycle, that's smack dab in the middle of it. Yeah, that's where we are. Which, yeah. of course, that does mean since we're so clever and everything, we can predict what the next nostalgia wave is going to be. So I would say that after the PS2 era, uh -huh. uh, well, uh, maybe next we can expect a sort of resurgence of this more sort of experimental late PS2 era where things were getting a bit mad with stuff like uh, the early uh, platinum style games like Beautiful Joe, the... I would love that. Like, uh, Suda 5-1's early work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. stuff like Killer7. Yeah. yeah. Did you play God Hand? I did play God Hand, yeah. No one ever talks about God Hand anymore. Really underrated no. game, God Hand. When, when I was at IGN, it would only get brought up because it had, like, a notorious, at the time, whoever reviewed it gave it, like, a two or something. Hmm. And a lot of people were very angry at that, even though I'd never met the man who reviewed that game. Hmm. Psychonauts, thank you. Hobo Joe eighty three. Psychonauts in the chat. Yeah, great, great example. Um, I'm curious if we'll see, um, you know, because that similar area, sort of, the, like the end of that generation, the beginning of the next was when that was um, the Browning. The beginning of the, was... the, the beginning of the PS3 era was the Browning. Yeah, yeah. Um, the, the Twilight it, it, Princess yeah. era, the oh, the Gears of War era. Yeah. Where oh god, that was a thing. That was a bleak era where things were starting to look convincingly real graphically. So, if, because it was real, it had to be brown, mm -hmm. brown yeah. and if bloom, you, 
brown and bloom. <laughs> brown and bloom sounds like something you'd, you'd uh, uh, bully someone with if they shit their pants. Brown and you bloom yell. sounds like a, a law firm. <laughs> brown and bloom. Yeah. Wife trying to take everything, go to brown and bloom. Be Alice Duncan uh, Bloom. Be <laughs> Alice Duncan Bloom. That's something I'm nostalgic for. What's that? The producers. The original Mel Brooks oh. film. See? Well, there you go. And then you'll have all these people saying, oh, you can't make them like that anymore. They, those things would never get made. And like, yes, you can make something like that. That's fine. That's one of, I guess that's one of those multi-jump nostalgia things. Like Sometimes you're nostalgic for 20 years ago, but sometimes you're nostalgic for the nostalgia 20 years ago, so you're actually nostalgic for 40 years ago. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's weird. And you don't, yeah, you don't yeah. realize that ultimately your nostalgia for is, is half a century ago. Yeah. I think Mad Men's a good example of that. It was like a yeah. 2000 zero TV series that depicts a version of the 60s that was that the 80s was nostalgic for. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that is really interesting. Yeah, yeah. It's, all, it, it's little jumps. I guess that's yeah. why, where my nostalgia for the producers comes from. Oh, there you go. Yeah. And, I, and a lot of Gene Wilder films, actually. I really liked Gene Wilder as an actor. Uh, so right, yeah. Especially yeah, his, his work with Mel Brooks, I thought was great. Blazing yeah. Saddles. The definitive Willy Wonka. Mm -hmm. uh, well, we're falling into the trap of getting nostalgic on our nostalgia I to, podcast. I was about to say, maybe like a 20-year-old or a 15-year-old right now is nostalgic for Johnny Depp's Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, which oh, would be sad. God. Any 15-year-olds yeah. in the chat, are you nostalgic for Johnny Depp's Willy Wonka yeah. and the Chocolate Factory? Well, and they already released the image of uh, Timothy Chalamet is playing uh, uh, Willy Wonka in the next whatever version oh, what so, the fuck? so it's just every every 20 years we're gonna get a new one are they doing another version of they the are when the chocolate factory yeah i think it's supposed to be more like the book which i don't know i don't know I, I felt like the original movie was like the book but i don't know uh i mean no. roald dahl had sort of gave had a, sort of a light enough touch so there was a lot of interpreting you could do yeah yeah i think uh uh, Gene Wilder's Willy Wonka. I call it Gene Wilder's Willy Wonka. Who the fuck directed that film? I don't know. I don't actually know. Yeah. But yeah, that's Willy Wonka was interpretive to quite a heavy degree. Yeah, yeah. Which and I, yeah, I don't know. I guess just every every twenty five years you're able to go back to the to the to the same well and it's fine. And I don't know. Is that just gonna, what it's going to be like for the rest of our lives? Like, are we gonna? I don't know. They're, they're going back to the Lord of the Rings well with uh, with the Amazon series and oh, with yeah. um, uh, they they announced their, the guy who did Ghost in the Shell is is doing an an, an anime movie Lord of the Rings because when I think of Lord of the Rings I think of anime. Well, it was, they were talking about how one of the principal ingredients for nostalgic media is that there has to have been a gap. It yeah. has to have been brought back. So mm -hmm. I'm I'm going to make the prediction that. In like 15, 20 years, there's going to be a big nostalgia wave for Game of Thrones. Everyone's, oh, yeah. Everyone's going to remember the good parts, and mm -hmm. everyone's going to talk about what a crime it was that it ended so badly. Because at the moment, no one really wants to talk about Game of Thrones. It just makes everyone uncomfortable, like talking yeah. about um, the end of the Second World War. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Like, everyone's just sort of trying to move on with their lives and get away from the tragedy. Yeah, so that, that, yeah, that is the that is the IP that is going that is currently in the oven. Yeah, 
Yeah, I feel like there's there's constantly these cultural reexaminations of like, was blank actually bad? Like yes, you started seeing those with the Star Wars prequels and yes, uh, well they they were bad. Let's face it. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> all those videos that say they weren't are full of a load of bullshit. <laughs> Uh, things I think there's also just, um, I don't know if this is in the same vein as nostalgia, but I think there is sort of a pendulum that swings with a lot of things. Um, and speaking of that era of gaming, the, the sort of the, the late, uh, PS2, early PS3 era, uh, one of those defining things in my mind was, uh, kind of like the rise of like the multiplayer shooter, but it was like a, you know, whatever, like an eight to, to 16 person game. Whereas now everything's about these big battle royale and everything but i could see a pendulum swing back to that kind of bare bones basic uh you know quake 3 arena unreal tournament early halo sort of era if if people start getting sick of uh you know the fortnite and war zonification of multiplayer and battle royale yeah yeah i don't know i think there's always been an audience for that sort of you know limited map sort of uh, uh shooter multiplayer i mean isn't yeah that, isn't that what mobas are all about like uh limited yeah. map limited number of players yeah yeah where it's less about the the chaos and more of the each player having to deal with all the different permutations of what could be going on in a single match well i think people take their gaming just too seriously these days back in my day it was all for fun Back in my day, we'd all just hang around in the Team Fortress classic spawn room arguing about politics, and no one really cared if we were doing well or not. These days, suddenly, you can have a fucking job playing multiplayer games. You can make millions of dollars just getting donations from speedrunning. Suddenly, it matters that you're good at something. And all the people who just want to have a nice, casual time are just... Just get alienated by all the kiddies crying because they can't make all the YouTube bucks because you're not playing well enough. I really hope you have a front porch and you just scream this at people who walk by and then they quickly like shuffle their children and say, please walk faster. Not, Go to the other side of the street. not only do I have a front porch, I have a swingy chair on it. Oh, incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Just a, a, a I'm, big I'm, old jug of lemonade i'm living the suburban dream motherfucker <laughs> uh when it comes to nostalgia do you think there's any company that leans heavier into it than nintendo <laughs> uh, absolutely not when was yeah. the last time nintendo came with a new ip donkey kong 1982 uh no uh yeah i don't they like literally won a generation splatoon maybe yeah which or was um almost 10 years ago what was that other one on the Switch with the thing with the arms? Literally arms, yeah. It was, was it? It was just arms? It was just called arms, yeah. Because, you know, it would, it would be in their best interest to come up with some new IP because then they'd still have to scrape in the barrel to add shit to Smash Brothers. Yeah, it was uh, it was really funny, the uh, Nintendo Direct that aired a week ago, um, which oh, God, speaking, I, really, speaking I, of I really enjoyed because yeah. I'm an idiot. Yeah. yeah. Um, a nostalgic uh, idiot. And I'm absolutely a nostalgic idiot, uh, but like all of Nintendo's big announcements were like, "Hey, you could play Earthbound on your Switch," and I got excited. And then I they can were play like, "Hey, Earthbound you, you... now on my PC." <laughs> 
And then they were like, hey, you could play Chrono Cross on your Switch. And I got excited, even though I literally replayed Chrono Cross on my Vita like six months ago. Yeah. And then they were like, hey, here's a new Mario soccer game, and here's a new Wii Sports game. Uh, and so, yeah, and, and Nintendo's smart because it, it it fires its nostalgia volleys off at every generation. And so you're going to get hit by one of them. Like, if you grew up in the 90s and, like, Earthbound, you'll get hit by one. If you grew up on the Wii and, like, Wii Sports, you're going to get hit by another one. Like, Nintendo knows what they're doing. Targeted strikes. Yeah. Surgical precision. They're a, they're a company of many faces because you're right. They are, like, uh, in terms of software, they uh -huh. indulge nostalgia a lot. But they are also the company that's doing most of the pushing of new hardware. Uh, historically yeah yeah uh, they were championing motion controls they were championing uh, touch screens yeah handheld gaming handheld gaming they've always yeah. been at the forefront of the hardware side of things mm -hmm. with the curious exception of vr yeah they haven't really indulged vr i guess the too many bad memories of the virtual boy yeah like maybe that was their thing is that they they again were at it too early that it scorned them, which is funny because it feels like one of the uses of VR is culturally is going to be it's a nostalgia machine. Yeah. You know, it can take you back to a place that the where you went on your honeymoon or, or you know, what it was like growing up or your favorite concert, like that kind of thing. Yeah, I already do that with Google Street View. I'll just go to places I've lived in previous times of my life and see how they've changed. Yeah. Oh, no, absolutely. I've, I've looked up like Zillow. Uh, Zillow listings of the house I grew up in to see yeah. like what it looks like now and it yeah. looks all different and yeah me too yeah see I'll, even 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 people as, as hardened as Yahtzee still give in to the nostalgia every once in a while well I like to think I'm uh, less affected by nostalgia because I play a new thing every week and have been doing so for the last 15 years you just don't you literally don't have the time to be able to reflect too much on, yeah. on the past although having said that I'm a sucker for conversations about classic British children's television. <laughs> See? There you go. Every, yeah. Everyone has their thing. Yeah, just bring up Maid Marian and her Merry Men, and I could be on that all afternoon. See, how come How come we're not getting modern remakes of, of whatever the hell that was? Maid Marian and her Merry Men? Yeah. Oh, is that like Robin Hood? Yes. It was okay. a kids' TV show sort of retelling the Robin Hood myth where Maid Marian was the hero and Robin Hood just took all the credit. And it was oh, and it was uh, surprisingly funny and comedic because uh, it was sort of inv had some of the same sort of British comedic talent that was involved in uh, TV shows like Blackadder. Mm -hmm. Like Tony Robinson, who played Baldrick, was one of the leads and uh, one of the lead writers. So it had a lot of that uh, British sense of humour that felt very adult as a child. So do you, you mentioned Bluey earlier, so obviously like, like you're, you're uh, willing to show your, your children sort of the, the, the new big things in, in kids entertainment. Well, do you I'm, also I'm go back and... Well, I'm showing them Bluey because it shuts her up for five minutes. <laughs> well, do you have any like desire to show them this at some point? Like the stuff you grew up on or is uh, it... I'm not, not, the, not really. I think uh, I want them to find their, their own things that they like. I'm not the yeah. sort of person who feels the need to vicariously live through their kids. Yeah, that's I have, good. I have felt that um, maybe I'd want to play some of my favorite video games with them at some point. Mm -hmm. But if they don't like it, I'd like to think I wouldn't be too offended. 
Yeah, that's. I, I feel like there's a, uh, a, a a pretty firm line between, you know, your very rational point of view and I never made it as a football player, so you must make it as a football player in order to carry on my legacy kind of thing. I made it as a professional video game player and writer things about her. So that's maybe, true. Maybe I don't harbor that sort of bitterness. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you moved out of your hometown, so you, you never have to worry about yeah. that. So yeah. uh, it'll be quite a long time before they're ready for uh, Silent Hill 2. That is true. Yeah. yeah. Unless you, you could be a bad parent. You don't, we never said you had to be a good one. You could just show them, show them in now. I'm not, I'm, now I'm wondering what a kid would get out of Silent Hill 2 if you showed it to them. Because that's, that's very much something designed for the mindset of, you know, a marriage-aged adult man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's one nice thing about some of the things I'm nostalgic for is when I go back to them uh, with, with an older set of eyes, I understand it from a different point of view. Um, yeah, because, you know, there's a lot of uh, stuff. Because, like, Bluey is a show about, you know, kids and uh, their parents playing with the kids, and uh, mm -hmm. I empathize a lot with the character of the dad in that show. Yeah. Because, you know, he has to be a good sport with the kids' yeah. games the whole time, and it's and it's fun to watch. And I and I look at him and think, where the fuck does that guy get all that energy from? <laughs> if only you were a dog. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's funny though. It's it's I don't know. Like one, uh, I mentioned Earthbound earlier, but I I know when I played the game originally, I loved it, but a lot of it was definitely over my head. And then yeah. you know when I go back and revisit it now, I'm like, oh holy moly, this is this game was was ingenious the way it would could target kids as well as adults and, and hit them on different levels sort I of guess, in that yeah i guess Pixar way i guess if you're careful about what you're nostalgic for you can go back to these things after 20 years and find new dimensions to it if you're only nostalgic yeah. for yeah. shit like transformers you'll go back yeah. to it after 20 years and go this is bollocks yep still still just a truck that turns into a robot this nothing is, else this is so vacuous it's like it was invented yeah. only to sell toys or something <laughs> Turns yeah, it turns out He Man just a big naked dude that you could sell a lot of action figures based on. That's been remade a few times, He Man, hasn't it? Yeah, and I think there's a there's a new one. There's a live action and an animated one, and, oh, of course. and people people love that shirtless dude. I think these days people will probably be more nostalgic for that one internet meme with He Man where he's singing uh, "What's Going On." Yeah. See, that's going to be a weird uh, nostalgia for the early days of the internet, which People, I think is already yeah, kind yeah, of a that's, thing. That's, that's already yeah. very much a thing. Yeah, yeah. And that's just going to keep, like, I don't know, like, what the hell today are people going to be nostalgic for? I guess that's what people say all the time, but, like, yeah. I don't know, what game of last year is going to be the big nostalgic one? It just feels like everything is so sort of iterative and jumbled upon that... Can you be nostalgic for a specific Assassin's Creed? They all sort of just meld together. This is the sort of thing you can never really predict in the time. Exactly, Cause yeah. Because if, if you could, you'd be rich, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, if you knew how to, how to invest and monetize in something that's going to be potent 10, 15, 20 years from now. Shall we super chat it up with the super chats? Uh, yeah, we have all sorts of super chats. So yeah, remember, yes. get, get, get your super chats in for the next half hour. We're going to be taking all of your questions, your comments, your concerns about nostalgia or whatever the hell you want to talk Certainly. about. Just pay some money and we have to say out loud what you typed. We are your chimps. 
Carter Brofton or Broughton or however you say that gives five dollars to say you have reviewed games that have gotten their remakes and you reviewed them as well. Do you feel that you have nostalgia watches after fifteen plus years? Well, actually, now you mention it, I suppose there must be some people still nostalgia watching zero punctuation. Although yeah. I never, I never took a break. Yeah, I like to think of myself more as a sort of at the movie sort of thing that's just always on. Sure. Every Sunday, Roger Ebert's on TV talking about the latest movies, and that's just been the case for as long as you've been alive. That's, it is, that's, uh, that's, that's the sort of thing I aspire to be in people's lives. There you go. It is funny, the idea that you, you've you've covered games the first time around and are still doing it the second time around. Is that like the equivalent of like a teacher who had a, a parent and then ultimately their, their child in their class? suppose it must be but it certainly yeah. gives you an ever-evolving perspective on things yeah see you got the you got the dead space remake to look forward to and it'll never end uh patent pike gives ten dollars to say fluidics in dida response stroke deconstruction of model immigrant idea showing pervasive nature of discrimination their relationship to shugjathuks about sunny stroke shyite islam or me and friend overthinking uh, the second one. He's referencing what? my books. Gotcha. Yeah, I got worried. I got worried that 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 was turning like racist halfway through because I didn't understand anything, and then I heard the word Islam, and I was like, "Oh God, that's not good." Yeah, you you have clearly put more thought into it than I did, but that's good. Death of the author. You can do that. It's exactly. Al it's allowed. Exactly. Thousand yard stare, Pikachu gives five British pounds to say, hey, Yats, just wanted to say thanks for all the content over the years. It's been good lush. Okay. You're welcome, I guess. Lush. Scavenger gives five dollars to say, if they ever do bring back Gex, I hope they'll gloss over the fact that he bangs a Playboy playmate at the end of Gex 3. Well, Why? Don't, you don't, certainly don't. don't seem willing to let them forget. Yeah, also, you don't need to... It's, sex is a perfectly natural thing, even for geckos and humans. So it's fine. If Sonic can, can have his big princess wife, then Gex can make love to a human woman. You know, I think I've said this before, but uh, at a certain point, you need to just get your dicks out of these things. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, come on. Sonic the Hedgehog, little fuzzy animals fighting an evil scientist. Yeah. It's for the kids. Get your dicks out of it, people. There comes a time when we must let go, remove our dicks from something, and allow our kids to enjoy it as we once did. Oh, that doesn't sound... That's... I don't, don't share the things your, dick, your dicks were in. Don't yeah. do that. Yeah. I don't like this metaphor at all. It's, it's, <laughs> it's unhygienic, for one thing. <laughs> I hate this... Uh, Mappy1964 gives five dollars. Say, speaking of YouTube, Yati, how often do they recommend your own videos to you? Oh, all the bloody time, Mappy1964. <laughs> Probably because I watch my own videos too much. There you go. Sometimes it's a good way to zone out. There you go. To listen to your own voice saying things you wrote. Though the algorithm still seems to recommend the four-hour compilations more than any other videos, because that's the algorithm for you. They just want you to watch for as long as possible. Oh, yeah, those those year-end annual look-back ones. Yeah, which we basically had to start making because people made them anyway, and YouTube loved the shit out of them. There you go. Dave DeBlanc gives five Canadian dollars to say, am I the only one who read the title as Nostalgia Critic? 
just me. In other news, nostalgia is one hell of a drug and time makes fools of us all. Yes, certainly did. Any opinions on uh, the whole guy with the glasses set? The nostalgia critic at Al? The, like, us? <laughs> the no, guy with the glasses? Is that know, us? No, you know, the YouTube series, Nostalgia Critic. I don't even know what Nostalgia Critic is. That was like uh, one of the original YouTube critics. Oh, no. I literally don't know what that is. Mentioned in the same breath as the Angry Video Game Nerd. 569 episodes. That's a lot yeah, of episodes. Still going to this day for some reason. No? I don't know. I was, I was never much of a fan. Produced in Downers Grove, Illinois. Shout out to Downers Grove. Always, Incredible uh, pizza. Always stuff from the school of just make up creative swear words and shout loudly yeah that's not 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 my cup of tea i like to think i brought a slightly more refined edge to it yeah yeah about re about removing your dick from things yeah i think it was it was great yeah yeah <laughs> certainly you should certainly uh refine the edge off of your dick jesus i mean uh yeah yeah i agree with that <clears throat> FVCHS gives 4.99 euro to say as a middle-aged slightly overweight bearded guy with glasses myself I feel kind of obliged to say hi and donate a little there's a lot of us out yeah. there we're basically the ones in control of all of media right now yeah see re representation matters yeah we're just uh, part of the ever go ever extending spectrum of nerdy bearded guys in glasses that's got like <laughs> like the high tier of which ends with like Peter Jackson yeah that's true. Yeah. yeah. Did you know he became the third director billionaire after Lucas and Spielberg? Because he sold the rights to uh, Lord of the Rings and he made that Beatles documentary last year. So well, good, good for him. Good for him. Big, yeah. fat, yeah. bearded, spectacled nerd represent. <laughs> uh, Dave DeBlanc comes back with five Canadian dollars to say, Mention, mentioning the Star Wars prequels, Jar Jar is definitely a Sith Lord. George Lucas definitely wanted to go in that direction, but too much Binks hate. Well, I, I think it's easy to claim that sort of thing in retrospect. Yeah. But I think that's another thing. I, I think people are coming around to the idea of Jar Jar, too. Also, those movies are for kids. So, like, what? I don't know. Whatever. If kids like them, that's fine. I know a lot of people who would be telling you to piss off right about now if this was, like, 2002. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's for kids. Why are you complaining? It's not for you, long-term fans of the property. Hey, maybe they need to to just get their dicks out of Jar Jar, get their get their dicks out of the Gungans. Well, that's a good uh, rule of thumb, I suppose. Always <laughs> keep your dicks out of things. Sir Bob twenty fifty six gives ten US dollars to say, yeah, see, congratulations on the book, but I must know why don't you wear that anymore? You mean the hat? Well, oh. because I guess habitually wearing a hat is more a sort of mid-twenties thing to do mm -hmm. yeah when you want to yeah, express your unique and interesting personality without having to put the work into having a unique and interesting personality mm -hmm. yeah sometimes you just gotta let the, the sun hit the top of your head too yeah also it messed up my hair well there you go uh, Samuel Surrett gives $5 to say lots of universal opinions. When there is strong hate, people keep their enjoyment to themselves for a while. My big hand friend loved the Xbox Duke. Well, that's a point, isn't it? 
nostalgia can come from people who felt they couldn't express their real opinions at the time, finally feeling like they could, uh, that it's safe to break cover, as it were. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, that's a pretty interesting point, too. Yeah, and I wonder if that's just the thing we just hear, by virtue of being on the internet, we just hear the loudest voices. So... Like, I don't know, when it comes to the, uh, going back to Star Wars, when it comes to The Last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker, it's, it seemed like everyone on the internet was on one side or the other. Um, whereas, I don't know, maybe just a bulk of the, the movie-going audience were just like, yeah, it was fine. It was more Star Wars. That's what I wanted. And then they just go home and don't think about it until the next one comes out. Mm. Uh, wait, wait, wait. I also want to know how big his friend's hand is. Because you said my big, my big-handed friend. I, got, I like to think that it's just like real, just real big, like a big old bear mitt. I'm a big-handed man. My hands are large and masculine. That's why I have such trouble using Nintendo controllers. They are small. They are small and dainty. Yeah, that's true. I always used to get horrible cramp playing the 3DS because you have to bend, yeah. your, bend your fingers right down. Yep, I feel your pain. Uh, scavenger, Christ, we can't get rid of that guy. Give us five dollars to say, what's the first time you noticed a thing was actually bad instead of not your thing? I saw Master of the Universe in theaters when I was seven. No fun. Hmm, what's the? Oh, I, I liked the Master of the Universe movie when I was a kid. Well, maybe you're blinded by nostalgia. Maybe I was. Yeah. Um, what's the first thing I recognized as being bad? Hmm. I remember complaining about uh, first-person shooters like Quake 3 and Unreal Tournament and how they were clearly overemphasizing the multiplayer aspect when people really wanted in-depth story experiences. Yeah. And I felt uh, that view was proved correct not long after when there was a fucking wave of PC shooters with very strong theming and storytelling like Half-Life yeah, and yeah. Deus Ex and Thief. Yeah. No, I, I remember uh, growing up with, like, the Super Nintendo and, and Nintendo 64 and, and only being able to get, like, one game every couple months or, mm. you know, one rental a week. And, and if, you'd, if you'd get something that wasn't good, you'd just be like, well, shit. Like, I remember the Batman Forever video game for Super Nintendo was just yeah. really bad. I remember yeah. there was a time when if it was bad, you just had to sort of convince, you, convince yourself it was good because it was the only yeah. one you were getting. Yeah, there wasn't just like a million free-to-play games that you could just be like, well, I'm just going to download this and maybe this will be good and tide me over the next few days. Mm. Yeah. SVS Guru 2000 gives 10 euros and says, finally got to watch Ghostbusters Afterlife and oh boy was Darren right. It really is necrophilia. All the characters are pawns to dredge up the next original prop stroke image for the audience to ejaculate on. And they put a little asterisk in place of the second of the first A in ejaculate, which really oh. pulled the wool over my eyes. Absolutely couldn't tell what word that was supposed to be. SVS Guru two thousand. I thought you were going to say they made a little emoji of like equal signs, equal signs, equal signs, uh, uh, D, capital D, and then a tilde. But yes, no. yes, no. Uh, well illustrated. Uh, but yes, I also watched the the most recent Ghostbusters movie and had very similar thoughts. Were you worried the word ejaculate might flag your like commenters on then? Is YouTube flagging the word ejaculate now? Because it didn't always mean spunk. It used to uh, just mean to express in an emphatic way. Yeah, but there's words that I don't know. 
there, there's there's words that are just like, well, we just can't use this word anymore. It's just changed. Yeah. And I guess if you're doing a donation, you don't want the word to get flagged. That wouldn't be good. I suppose not. Yeah. Better safe than sorry when it comes to ejaculate. Scavenger gives five dollars to say adapting books is a grey area for nostalgia. How many times have they done Sherlock Holmes or the works of Agatha Christie, Dickens, Hugo, or Stoker? Well, yeah. books are a good thing to adapt because uh, you're only working with text, so any way you visualise it is going to be interpretive. So you can add a lot of your own spin on it. Mm-hmm. Sherlock yeah, Holmes just... has like run the gamut of depictions. He's sure. He's been Even old. in recent years. Yeah. yeah. He's been old, he's been young, he's been handsome, he's been ugly, he's been normal, he's been quirky, he's been all across the board. He's been a gnome in the movie Sherlock Gnomes. I don't know if you saw that one, but he was a garden gnome. Okay. Yeah, so that was good. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's a that's pretty good timing on this question, or on this comment, because uh, like you had the, the Death on the Nile came mm. out this weekend to theaters, so another adaptation of uh, an Agatha Christie book, the, the the Poirot stories that have been adapted ad nauseum. Are people like, felt, is felt there a bit, like a... felt a bit oh, odd to be a, have an Agatha Christie movie come out when in this sea of superhero and Star Wars shit. I mean, I guess is like, just is any IP worth it now to be like, well, we didn't have to write an original mystery story, so maybe people recognize Death on the Nile. And Well, I do have a lot of nostalgia for Columbo. Maybe, like, you know, classic detective shit's coming back. Yeah, yeah, maybe. And every once in a while you get an original one, like, like you know, Ryan Johnson wrote Knives Out, which was clearly inspired by Agatha Christie and, and things like that. Hmm. Yeah. Is, uh, is it possible to be nostalgic for Shakespeare? Because we, we, we have, you know, there was like a new mm-hmm. uh, adaptation recently with Denzel Washington. Like, is that something that's nostalgia proof because it's such a part of pop culture? I think Shakespeare's such a uh, uh, foundational element of literature. You know, it's mm-hmm. like it's like being nostalgic for the earliest movies that ever existed. Just because, yeah. just because like their influence has permeated every single film that has followed. Yeah, it's it's it, it it still exists on like an atomic level across yeah. all of story yeah. storytelling. It's like the Quake yeah. Engine. The Quake Engine still exists on the atomic <laughs> level in 3D yeah. engines to this day. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, can you like not be nostalgic for for Doom? Well, they've gone back to Doom though, so I guess. Well, there you go. Know. Yeah. Yeah. I now Shakespeare's not really the sort of thing you're nostalgic for, unless the, you can be nostalgic for a specific version of it, I suppose. Yeah. Do you have to have lived through a time to be nostalgic for it? Well, yeah, <laughs> that's what nostalgia is, isn't it? It's longing. Uh, yeah. It's longing for a so, prior time. So there's no one who could be nostalgic for like Charles Dickens or, or that kind they, of thing. They might be if they first read Charles Dickens during a particularly uh, heady time gotcha. of their life. That's a that's a good point. Yeah, but uh, yeah, Dickens was very nostalgic because uh, uh, the reason why we associate uh, Christmas with like that snowy sort of Victoriana sort of image is because it snowed an unusually large amount of time in during Dickens' childhood. So he was all about uh, the the snowy Christmas scenes. Interesting. Look at that. It doesn't actually snow that much in England. 
No. <laughs> well, you wouldn't know that if you just if your entire view of England was just a Christmas Carol. Yeah, or like hundred one Dalmatians. Yeah, which has also got a weird amount of snow in it for England. Yeah. Yeah, it is kind of weird. Maybe snow just itself is nostalgic. Yeah. I think that would be fair to say. Snow certainly features in a lot of nostalgia. Yeah. Because it means you got a day of school and you got to play uh, like special games you can only play in snow, like sledging yeah. and snowball fights. Can't have a snowball fight with acid rain. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> There's a slogan for the environmentalist movement, perhaps. Yeah, that could, that could absolutely work. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, M. Henrik Frovine gives uh, 999 to say, you guys should read Capitalist Realism by Mark Fisher for more on hauntology and nostalgic culture. We literally cannot imagine a future, so we are ceaselessly born into the past. I love the term hauntology. That sounds yeah. great. Well, yeah. Jot yeah. it down. This is, this is why you, I've always said you should never ask people what they want and try to give it to them. Because they yeah. will just ask for what they've already got, but more of it. And most, yeah. most people don't really know what they want. They want whatever the next big thing is, and no one can predict that. Yeah, exactly. That guy, you know, gives $5 to say, I've bought and played a reproduction cartridge on Earthbound, and I couldn't be happier seeing it come to the Switch. I hope millions have fun too. Well, oh, how, hey, about before we, how about before we release Earthbound on Switch, we release a fucking official English translation for Mother 3? <laughs> yeah. That'd be nice. <laughs> That's what everyone was uh, working themselves up into a fervor when they when they showed. They said Earthbound Beginnings is coming to the NES on Switch, and then Earthbound to the Super Nintendo, and everyone's like, this is it. It's finally happening. And then they just didn't. They moved on. So. Earthbound beginnings being Mother One. Mother One, yeah. The that's one what, no one that's remembers. What officially called it, yeah, yeah. Which is kind of a a real sloppy dry run to Earthbound. Yeah, yeah. Four oh four UNF go give us five dollars Canadian. Says, hey there Yahtzee, would you please sing what's going on for us? Tee hee hee. Ha! You failed to realize four oh four un for that obligation ends at reading out the comment. We don't, actually, we don't actually have to obey any command made in the comment. Yeah. So piss all over you, 404. Unf- <laughs> I'm moving on. Cruin gives five Australian dollars and says nothing. Now that's a much better kind of super chat. That's perfect. Yeah. Backpack gives five dollars to say, Yahtzee, why do you dislike Sonic's friends so much? Also, do you really think that there were no good 3D Sonic games? Well, I think most people dislike Sonic's friends before representing the uh, the downfall of the franchise. Really, I mean, it was fine when it was just Tails, you know, got a side, yeah. got the, got to have your standard sidekick, and yeah. it was fine when it was just Knuckles added to that because you got to have your standard rival. But then they just kept adding more, and things got worse and worse. Yeah, you got to have Amy. The... You got to have Big the Cat. You got to have Shadow, who's got a fucking gun. I mean, it wasn't the wild. It wasn't the characters themselves, and more sort of what that represented. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and are there is no... that like anti-nostalgia almost? And are there no good 3D Sonic games? Well, I've never played a 3D Sonic game that I really liked. I guess Sonic Colors was all right. Yeah. I think there's a lot of nostalgia for Sonic Adventure and Sonic Adventure 2. There's always nostalgia um, for Sonic. Yeah. Have you ever have you ever seen like the the facial animation in Sonic Adventure? It's nightmare inducing. 
that's when Sonic started thinking about, he said, oh, soon I'm going to have a relationship with a human woman and things are going to get weird. <laughs> I'd hate to think of having to French kiss with that face. <laughs> but like trying to French kiss the workings of a grandfather clock. <laughs> Mitchell Emery gives 179 British pounds and asks, would you ever adapt any of your books to film stroke TV? Sure, I like money. Yeah, money's great. Because that's what that does. It brings you money. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and I am indeed, as I've said before, I'm actually uh, working on a, uh, a, a movie script of one of my books, working with a, a, a Hollywood person. Ooh. But, you know, almost certainly won't come to anything. But, you know, it's nice that there's been some interest in Hollywood. Yeah, it's all exciting. Even, even Buzz can generate sales of the books, you know. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Cody450 uh, gives $5 and says, Speaking of nostalgia, Yahtzee, do you still keep in touch with Gabriel? Sorry if this has been asked before. Well, you should be sorry, because it has. And the answer is still no. <laughs> Not only has it been asked before, but I feel like I've heard you answer this question many times. Yeah. I don't even know who Gabriel is, so it's, it's kind of wild. Carter Broughton comes back to give $5 and says, Heard your JM novels on Audible and loved them. I do wish you had explained who Stern was in Will Save before revealing him on Cantrabarget, though. Well, we'll keep that in mind for the film adaptation, Carter Broughton. Thank you. Cruin gives 10 Australian dollars to say, Do you think it's related to who you play with? I often found I was more nostalgic for the game I enjoyed playing with others, and when I went back to play myself, it wasn't as good. Yeah, absolutely. I think you can have a good time in a bad game if you're doing it with the right people. Yeah. Yeah. But does, mm -hmm. that doesn't mean it's a good game, though. No, that doesn't mean it. No, no. I don't, yeah. I, and I don't think you, you need to be nostalgic about something because of its quality. Yeah, people always say to me, oh, this is good if you actually play it multiplayer with friends. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, well, that doesn't mean it's good then, does it? It means yeah. your friends are fun. Yeah, we... Uh... Like I, I have a lot of nostalgia for the Nintendo 64, and we played a bunch of multiplayer games. Like that was when I'd have sleepovers and stuff like that, because I was in that age where sleepovers existed. And like I, I'm well aware that a lot of those games we were playing were like real wet hot trash, but it was fun. The people I was playing with was fun. <clears throat> Uh, PM A Strip Polito gives $5 and says Valve never did too many installments of their games, but ironically, the Valve nostalgia has led to misguided attempts to fill the vacuum they left. Yeah, there's something about Valve properties. It never feels like Valve properties have been milked for money because yeah. Valve have never needed to because they have so much money. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but at the same time, you, you Valve's one of those rare instances where you're like, well, I wish they would make slightly more sequels than they yeah, yeah. currently do or just more games that i want to play yeah there's got to be a happy middle ground between yeah. between overexposing stuff for the nostalgia money and not producing anything at all and, and never making a third installment yeah yeah lucas car mitchell gives five dollars and says yahtzee what causes games to get on your short review list at the end of the year like borderlands 3 getting you driving off in a car Oh, you, like my roundup of games I didn't review? Well, as I say in those videos, it's usually just that the game isn't quite good or bad or interesting enough to talk about in a full review, <laughs> in retrospect. Yeah. So, you yeah, know, well, but things that, you know, have at least one or two things worth saying. Yeah. 
timing could also be if if oh yeah the game comes yeah. out in a particularly busy season or, or we don't get code early or it comes out right before something else that obviously takes priority yeah i got my elden ring code the other day i'm gonna start playing it after lunch today looking forward Look to that Making everyone in chat jealous. I downloaded like two games to try, and those th those things are probably never going to get played at all now. So I feel bad. I feel bad for those games. Sorry, developers of those games. R.I.P. Those games. Uh, we also had an early access comment from Watson, who's been a member for twenty months, that asked, uh, "Are you going to put your games on Switch, Yahtzee?" Well, as I've said before, I'm probably going to work with a publisher at some point, so it's up to them, I guess. There you go. Question answered. I don't know how to program a Switch. I don't have a dev kit. What if you were in a Nintendo Direct? How exciting would that be? Uh, yay, I guess. That guy, you know, gives $5 and says, Playing Silver Case makes me wish I could have been an adult back in the early wild days of the internet before it became all corporate. Ah, yes. Those wonderful days of playing Newground Flash games about poo. Yeah. I remember <laughs> them well. Yeah, there's a there's a pretty good game called Hypnospace Outlaw. That's like a detective game all about the early internet. Um, mm. But I, I recommend that to people. It's a very uh, neat look at the late 90s, early aughts internet. Watching Homestar Runner when it came out, clicking on mm -hmm. all the things to find the Easter eggs. Yeah, E-Bombs World. Can't do that on YouTube. Nope. Miles Mann gives $4.99 and says, Howdy, everyone. Hope you're all having a great day. Thank you. Thank you, Miles. Thank you. Passing, Very sweet of you. Thank you, passing person with a Southern American accent. <laughs> Jonathan Bozinski gives $2 and says, Yahtzee, why are Mogwild and Jam not on Audible? <sighs> well, as I've been saying many times, every time people ask about it on these, there was some fuck up with the original publisher and they got taken off. For that reason, I've been trying to talk to Audible to get them to uh, publish them again. They haven't gotten back to me on it, so you need to be bucking them about it, not me. The fact that people Maybe. are still asking implies that you haven't been doing your proper bugging duty. All of you go Maybe. now and bug Audible and stop, stop getting up my ass about it. Yeah, and make sure you do it loud enough, otherwise it'll be inaudible. Haha! <laughs> nice. Ah. Little hearing joke. Alexander Speaks gives 199 US and says, What about when nostalgia goes? Question mark, question mark, question mark. Like Sonic Dreams. Mm. I'm not. Is that like a. That wasn't a real game, was it? What are you on about, Alexander Speaks? What about when nostalgia goes? Question mark, question mark, question mark. Oh, so uh, I, I remember Sonic Dreams. Sonic Dreams was uh, uh, like an indie game that was meant to be sort of like nightmarish and bad by mm. Arcane Kids, who ended up doing like uh, Donut County and sort of Bubsy 3D. Oh, I think, um, I, yeah, well, yes, I think I know the thing you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure what, what they mean by the, the question mark question mark. Maybe like what it's tapping into like the insanity of nostalgia. Which I think is pretty interesting. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Sort of anti-nostalgia thing. Yeah, yeah. I think um, what's his name? Super iPad Wolf does a lot of videos on that sort of thing. He did one about Garfield. Garfield. Recently. Yeah, I watched that one recently. That was great. Super iPad Wolf yes. is great. There certainly is a lot of anti-nostalgia around Garfield. A lot of strong opinions about nostalgia about uh, Garfield. Yeah, everyone seems to. I think, you know, Garfield was one of those things where the writing feels grown up enough that you feel grown up for liking it when you're a kid. Yeah. But looking at it now, it all feels so vapid. 
Yeah, and they made that whole Garfield without Garfield thing where they took him out of the sh- comic strips and it just seemed like John was like a, 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 a depressed, sad man slowly losing his mind talking to himself. Yeah, and like, yeah. well, everything sort of spun off from that, really, like the lasagna cat thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the big scary Garfield. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and the scary Garfield. Mm-hmm. I, also, I think you missed a, a super chat by 404 directly before this one. Shit. Oh, yes. 404 unforgives five Canadian dollars to say, Hi, my name is Yahtzee Croshaw. Welcome to Jackass. Hope that was everything you dreamed it would be, 404 Run. Also, speaking of nostalgia, though, Jackass, which was big in the, the late 90s, early aughts, and just had a new movie came out. So, there hey, you there you go. Story Tiller because Teller was taken 02 <laughs> gives five British pounds to say, Marty, did you ever play Black Lodge, Atari style Twin Peaks themed game, Double Nostalgia? Hell yes, I did. I have no nostalgia for Atari, but I have a lot of nostalgia for Twin Peaks. Or I guess I just like Twin Peaks because I didn't watch nostalgia, or I didn't watch Twin Peaks as a kid or anything. Mm. But uh, yeah, Black Lodge is great. Chaos okay. Chaos Chris gives us five US dollars and says, I got a lot of nostalgia for playing Halo co-op and only play Halo now for the ridicule me and my friend pour on it while getting drunk. See? There you go. There That's you why go. I think a lot of people were bummed Halo Infinite launched without co-op and still doesn't have co-op mm. a couple months later, so... Yeah, understandable. Benjamin Wilson gives five Canadian dollars and says, "Do I? Do you? Either of you have nostalgia for something that you never even liked to begin with? No, that would be weird." Yeah, no, I don't. I don't think so. I, I have nostalgia for things that I can admit aren't very good, but I don't think anything I've never liked. That'd be weird. Maybe yeah. that's a kink. I don't know. I'm not gonna kink shame you, Benjamin. And as we're saying, you don't really start disliking media until, like. Uh, you come of age, really. Yeah, you can't like, before, uh, before, I feel like a cynical child would be so sad. Like, it'd be such a sad yeah. thing to see. Before a certain age, if you don't like something, then you generally just feel like that it's not for you or that you're missing something. Uh-huh. But uh, there's a certain age when, as there was a question earlier, so what was the first thing we didn't like? And that's uh, that's sort of a significant time in your emotional development. The first time you realize that something's just bad. Yeah, yeah. But there's also, I feel like as a kid, you were, it was, you made less of a deal if something just wasn't for you. Like if you, I, I feel like there's a lot, so many adults now who are like, ugh, people are talking about the Super Bowl. They're talking about sports. Mm. As opposed to if you're a kid and you don't like football, just don't talk about football. Just don't pay attention. Like who, who gives a shit? Like you don't have to well, you might give, yuck, yuck someone's yum. You might give a shit if uh, you used to do things with your friends, but then all your friends got into collecting wrestling stickers, and now all they do is sit around the playground swapping wrestling stickers while you sit by yourself. You might, you might feel certain, you might feel certain bitterness around that. It's funny that you brought up wrestling. I literally got into wrestling solely because my friends were into it, and I was like, "Well, there's probably, you I'm, know, they're they're playing fewer games now, so I guess I'll get into wrestling." I never saw the appeal. Uh, I quickly, I quickly, I'm very glad to say it was a, it was a fast fad. But I, again, I have nostalgia for a very specific era of wrestling that I used to watch, but mostly because I probably just miss hanging out with those people. Espius Guru 2000 gives two euros to say YouTube does indeed filter out profanity. Ergo, dot, dot, oh. dot. Well, there you go. That explains the ejaculation. Does it really filter well, out ejaculate? Fine. What if I wanted to quote a passage from Sherlock Holmes? <laughs> Does he ejaculate a bunch? Oh, yeah, he ejaculates all the time. He's very big on ejaculating, is Sherlock Holmes. I feel bad for Watson. 
Well, Watson ejaculates almost as much, I'd say. Oh, no! <laughs> How did Robert Downey Jr. ever get the job as Iron Man with all that ejaculate? Well, anyway, moving on. This ain't a fucking schoolyard. <laughs> to say Metal Gear Luke gives $5 and says, How about nostalgia for Marathon on the Macintosh? Well, maybe if you're a big nerd. I've never played Marathon. That was the that was Bungie's pre-Halo game, right? Yes. And people yeah. who like Macs and gaming on Macs because they're mad have, a, nostalgia, have yeah. a lot of nostalgia for it. Mm -hmm. Pretty much only those people, though. Yeah. Rendworth gives $5 to say, any songs that would elevate a game through sheer nostalgia value? Yahtzee mentioned Kickstart My Heart in the past, which yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy had. I'm a sucker for sort of 80s power metal. Yeah. But Yeah, uh, I feel like if if a, if a game has any song that you like, I think you'll be like you'll you'll do the Leonardo DiCaprio meme of pointing at the TV if 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 you hear a song that you enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much anything can set it off. They say smell yeah. is the sense that most triggers nostalgia. They say smell oh, is interesting. The, they say smell is the sense that's most linked to the memory center of your brain. So you're more likely to remember a time for your life if you smell something from that time of your life than anything yeah. else. Which is hard to, that's like a, the, the one sense that's, that's not really uh, applicable to art. So that's more of like, you know, experience and everything. But I guess, yeah, food, like comfort food, the idea of, yeah. even like Earthbound has the whole thing of uh, your mom cooks you your favorite meal. So Earthbound is even a game that deals with nostalgia and homesickness and longing. And Mind you, the inability to add smell to media has not been for the want of trying. No. In but fact, continuing this, Earthbound did the, the scratch yes, and sniff thing. That was yes, part of their advertising. I was yeah. about to bring it up so everyone yes. think how clever I was. Yeah. That there's that Earthbound had a scratch and sniff card included with it in the West no. for some reason. Yeah, that was weird. And then they're like, why did this game uh, uh, not sell well? And it's like, your marketing was absolutely insane. Yeah. Good for them, though. Uh, and. This is the last Super Chat, so no more after this one, please, because I want to get off so I can eat my lunch and play Elden Ring, god damn it. I've only got like three afternoons to play it in. That guy, you know, gives $5 to say, with Earthbound on the Switch, it raises the chance of an official Mother 3 translation. I don't know how high, but it's more than 0%. Oh, right, yeah. It's like how people talk about worshipping gods, this shit. It's like, oh, if we just appreciate Persona 4 Golden on Steam enough, then the gods will smile upon us and release Persona 5 as well. Yeah. Well, apparently the... Uh, oh, also, we almost made it the entire podcast without... Or the entire show without talking about Persona. So I'm glad you brought that up because Persona's lovely. Oh, um, but but apparently one of the big Mother 3 things is that there's the uh, there, there's a group of characters in the game who are transvestites. Yes. Um, or cross-dressers um, uh, I, I can't remember exactly but uh, that's like one of the very like you would need to like literally change the game or just I don't know deal with it yeah just get over in it in a non-bad manner just yeah. don't bother just yeah. just put one of them Disney disclaimers at the front like they put at the front of uh, yeah Song of the South Battles or whatever or yeah <laughs> yeah exactly just that, dis uh, that same disclaimer they put at the front of Speedy Gonzalez cartoons now yeah, exactly. Someone said that uh, so Avatar, the James Cameron Avatar movie, is on Disney Plus now. But apparently, they've trimmed some of the sex scene. Like it's not—I don't remember that movie having like graphic sex or anything. 
but um, I'm excited mm. for people to get angry about the, the 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 blue people not having graphic sex on Disney Plus. I, I I guess I remember there was a sex scene. It was more sort of like rubbing on each other with their pants still on. Yeah, and they had like tentacles, and their tentacles would touch, and so well, yeah. that's not exactly graphic, though, is it? Um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe one of the tentacles had like a bunch of veins. Or I mean, like I mean, it little... might might be graphic in universe. Maybe if it was like a if it was showing on Navi television, they'd pixel out the yeah. ends of the tentacles. <laughs> all, right, fine. Uh, all right, fine. One last super chat. Alva gives 499 and says, I have pretty big nostalgia for Guitar Hero. I really love the series. And as a musician, I think the soundtracks are really well balanced. Thanks for the money, Alva. We're going mm -hmm. now. Before any more fucking super chats come up. Uh, thanks for watching Slightly Something Else. I'll be back tomorrow with the post-EP stream, which will be of Pokemon Legends Arceus. Ooh, the Pocket Monsters. That's yes. not a series with any nostalgia whatsoever. So tune in for my ZP review of that tomorrow. Mm. Yeah. Uh, what? A, uh, and I've got an extra punctuation dropping on the site on Thursday. Ooh, you got a busy week. You certainly do. And I've got to cram yeah. as much Elden Ring as I can into it. There you go. What are you doing this Woe's, week? Woe's you. Uh, what do we got going on? Later today, uh, from 3 to 5 Central, Jesse and Casey will be back for Hidden Gems playing Vampire Survivors, which is the game that blew up on Steam. It's got like a bajillion oh, positive yeah. reviews. Yeah, I played a bit of that. I don't, I don't really get what the appeal is. Well, there you go. Perhaps, Look at that. You heard it here first. Perhaps we should all yeah. watch that stream and find there out. There you go. Not, Maybe they'll find the appeal. Some of us got a golden uh, ring, motherfucker. <laughs> Uh, tomorrow morning at 9 uh, a.m., Nick, Casey, and I will be back for Breakout. No idea what the topic is, but I'm sure it'll be great. And then uh, Thursday, there's not going to be any Dead Space stream because I'm going to be gone this weekend. But next week, we will start Dead Space 3. Also, probably on Friday for launch day, Nick will be playing Horizon Forbidden West Ooh. on an impromptu stream because that comes out Friday. So there we go. Oh, yeah. yeah, All sorts of stuff. We were hoping to get a review coded in time. But we didn't. So I guess we're Who doing needs Elden a review code when you can buy the game? So I guess I'm reviewing Elden Ring before I'm reviewing Horizon. Womp, I'm womp. doing the reverse order to how everyone else is doing it. Yeah. There if you only go. we hadn't pissed Sony off. If only we'd bent the knee. See? Did Lord did Game of Thrones teach us nothing? There you go. Everyone will be no. saying that in ten years' time. Exactly. All those kids who grew up uh, being named Khaleesi like uh, yeah. seven years ago. Yep, that their time will come. Yeah. All right. Bye, everyone. Stop bye, everyone. Bye. Thanks for hanging out. Oh, I forgot to bring Toffee out, but he, oh. he's probably cozy in my jacket, so I'm, <laughs> I'm think I'm going to just leave him there. Bye. Oh, good for Toffee.